On today's episode, we're going to talk about David Parker Ray, the toy box killer. You're listening to Bad in the Boondocks, baby. Bad in the Boondocks. Bad in the Boondocks. People put it down, but what you're supposed to do in a small town. Bad in the Boondocks. Bad in the Boondocks. Lord, have mercy, can't help it. Bad in the Boondocks. Hey, and welcome to Bad in the Boondocks. As always, I am one of your hosts, Stan. And I am Drew. How's it going? Hope everybody's doing really great. Okay, just we're going to get a little bit of business out of the way first. First, we have a new pod. I meant a new website. It is boondockspod.com. Mm-hmm. All right. A snazzy. Yeah, it's a little snazzy. And secondly... Um, you will notice there are ads now in the podcast. Yeah, sorry. We have to have some to help pay for the podcast. We have to. Yeah. Um, you can fast forward through them or you can support us, be a, become a premium member or a Patreon, a patron. And we are going to quickly find out by next week how to give you episodes without ads if you are a patron member. I know. It's, it's odd. I don't. I will figure that out. Yeah. The internet's not very helpful in that aspect. Anyway, we'll have it by next week for sure. Hopefully this week. So if you become a patron member or a premium member on Himalaya, you will get your episodes without ads as you used to. Yeah. Um, we are also releasing our patron episode as well as premium member episode today as well. Mm-hmm. So, yay, yay. Go check that out. This week, a call to action. Please post our our um, bad in the boondocks on your social media. Let the world know about us because we yes, still a lot of people spread. still do not know who that even, know. even exists. And I was surprised to to um, hear about that. All right, later on, we're gonna have two promos from other podcasts that mm-hmm. you should go and check out. But that'll be in a little bit. Yep. Now, for the winner of the contest, mm-hmm. we have drawn a winner. Yes. And it is, drumroll please, um, tap, 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 tap. I can't do it. Chastity Altman. Yay. Congratulations. Um, Chastity, I will be emailing you in just a little bit to tell you where to go, how to get to choose what you want and then you will need to give us your address so we can mail it to you yes all right congratulations chastity and thank you for everybody that entered yes we will do more contest in the near future i think it's fun yeah i liked it yeah i should have entered in myself and just (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't know who that is who is that wow then you would have had to give your address that is true. You could have gave tech address or something. Yes, I could, and send it to there. But um, also go check out our Twitter page. It's just at Bad Boondocks is our handle, and Instagram. You can go check that out too. Oh yes, and like our Facebook page. Yeah, def- definitely, death. All right. You so, want to get on into it? Yes, I do. 
Um, we're going to do one story this time, but we think that we are going to do a special bonus episode in the middle yes, of the week. Yes, because this one's a little bit longer. It's a that, little longer. That Stan Stanley did. So, you know, I'm going to do it. We're going to do a little bonus. Okay, so I'm going to get on into it. Do you remember when you were a little child and you had a toy box filled with all of your favorite toys in it? Yes. As you grew older, your toy box probably started getting a little more empty. For some, though, even as we are an adult, we can't seem to get rid of childish things. One such man had his very own adult toy box. No, not that type of toy box. A much more sinister toy box. A toy box of torture. By day, David Ray Parker, David Parker Ray, was a car mechanic. But by night, he was something entirely else. He was the leader of a satanic group, a sexual sadist, and a prolific torturer of women. His official body count is still not known. However, police suspect he may have taken more than 60 lives. Wow. It was on March 20th, 1999, that he picked up the victim who would put an end to his spree. He posed as an undercover cop, and he claimed to be arresting Cynthia Vigil for solicitation. However, instead of taking her to the police station, he brought her back to his special toy box. It was an 8 foot by 25 foot white trailer that he had spent over $100,000 on. Mm-hmm. Inside it, it was equipped with everything Ray would need to torture the women he hid there. Whips, chains, blades, saws, and oh, so much more. Oh, my. His sidekick? Why, that would be his girlfriend, Cynthia Hendy. She often aided him in his assaults as well as forced victims to take amnesia-inducing drugs. But Cynthia Vigil made it out alive two days later. While Ray was at work and Hendy was distracted, she recognized an opportunity to escape the trailer. After a physical confrontation that left Hendy with non-fatal stab wounds in her neck, Vigil raced off to the closest neighbors and got the police onto her torturer's trail. It was soon after that that David Parker Ray and Cynthia Hendy were caught. Wow. She got stabbed in the neck and she didn't die. Mm -mm. That's something. That is something else. I know it is. Right now, we're going to go ahead and do two promos. The first one is by Targeted Domestic Violence. Um, it deals, every episode is, deals with domestic violence, and some of them are absolutely horrific, mm-hmm. but it is important because domestic violence is very prevalent in our society. So give that a try. Also, we have Active Shooter. What do you think it's about? Probably Active Shooters. Yes, and Into I the thoroughly enjoyed it. I am subscribed shooters. to it. It's very well made, very well made. Yeah. So go check both of those out, but we'll let them tell you a little about their podcast right now. Targeted. True crime, domestic violence. 
we tell stories of those who were targeted by domestic abuse and investigate cases of family violence using academic research to interpret the events. As a college professor, I think we need to stop making family violence a secret. Let's use our stories to help heal and provoke change. Season three features the case of Josh Osborne, which is a story of abuse. When he woke up, she was abusing him. When he went to sleep, she was abusing him. So his abuse was nonstop. It didn't matter what he did, yeah. it was nonstop. But it is also a story of hope. Targeted, true crime, domestic violence. Listen to us for free on all of your favorite podcatchers. Peace, my friends. Peace. The investigation into the high school massacre Parkland is... high school massacre. At least 14 dead, 50 injured. 13 people were killed today in a mass shooting. That includes a suspected gunman. Coming soon, Active Shooter, a podcast that studies the psychology, motives, and methods behind some of the most notorious active shooters in North America and beyond. East Alameda Avenue. They're saying somebody's shooting in the auditorium. We will discuss the whys, the hows, and most importantly, the proposed solutions. Can the proper mix of mental health services and gun access put a stop to what has now become an accepted everyday occurrence? Have we become desensitized and accepting of this new phenomenon? Join us as we break down each case and discuss the failures that led to each event and how we can identify and stop them in the future. Join us soon, and please subscribe to Active Shooter. Okay, so go and check out those two podcasts. Now back to David Parker. When the sort of news about the arrest got out, Angelica Montano, another victim, came forward with a story of her own. Then, through a videotape recorded by Ray himself, the police were able to identify another victim named Kelly Garrett. Ray had kidnapped her three years earlier, and then the floodgates opened, and a slew of additional perpetrators also came out of the woodwork. Among them were a state park trooper, Ray's daughter, and a man named Dennis Yancey. All of the stories confirmed that, despite the lack of human remains on Ray's property, he had to be a serial killer. Now, before Ray met Hindi, he was quiet about his crimes. Only his victims and a selection of his satanic followers knew of his toy box. On the flip side, Hindi wasn't quite so tight-lipped about her own criminal actions. In fact, she often talked to her boyfriend about torturing sex workers. Needless to say, Hindi and Ray were a match made in hell. However, their shared interests did not stop her from testifying against him in court. It was due to her cooperation that Hindi received a shortened prison sentence of 36 years in 2000. Ray barely made a dent in his sentence. By early April of 1999, there were over 100 FBI agents swarming all over David Ray's property. Most of them were wearing their white jumpsuits and masks and digging all around in the yard. Some wore surgical gloves, and they concentrated on what evidence they could find inside the white cargo trailer. 
as well as the brown and white trailer home that Ray used as his house. Eleven days after he was arrested, Ray claimed that another victim, when Patty Rust killed herself after spending four days inside the toy box. Four days? Yeah. Because okay. Mm-hmm. She killed herself. That's my man. That was horrible because she couldn't live. It was just too much. Exactly. Yeah. And that was after he was arrested. Really? Yeah. That's pretty messed up. Well, the day after Rust killed herself, Jim Yance took a stroll through the toy box. Now, Jim wondered why the FBI sent a woman into a torture chamber when everybody working the case suspected that other women had been literally frightened to death by Ray, the tall, skinny mechanic with a reputation for being good with his hands. See, she was she worked for the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. But after being in there for four days working, she killed herself. Wow. From Jim entered the white cargo chamber of horrors. He immediately spotted a can of Folger's coffin. The Charles Manson family had killed Abigail Folger in 1969, and he wondered if David Ray was paying his respects in some kind of weird, sick way. Next to that Folger's coffee can was a box of Kellogg's cornflakes and a small refrigerator. Hanging on the wall was a roll of paper towels that said, Home, sweet home. But then after that, things got ugly. On the left wall, Jim noticed a large white sign that had big red block letters that identified David Ray's name for his little private hideaway. It said, Satan's Den. Next to the big sign was a smaller white sign with black letters, and it was labeled Bondage Room. Down the other end of the trailer was a handwritten sign that said, I am rather busy. Would you piss off? (laughs) That's pretty funny. Standing right next to the Satan's Den sign, there was a tall tripod with a very expensive camcorder pointing toward a large black leather table and chair, rigged up with metal stirrups, electrodes, and dozens of red plastic straps. What? You act like I know what metal stirrups is. Okay. Well, that is like... uh, gynecologist office yeah that's what you put your feet in you know stirrups you would put your feet in and hold your legs apart and up oh yeah (laughs) okay i know what you're talking about but stirrups are also if you ride a horse you stick your feet in the stirrups yeah okay okay. yeah i know what you're talking about all right i'm so glad Mm -hmm. now hanging from the ceiling next to what looked like a gynecology table was a VCR television set positioned so that the female victims could see everything that Ray was doing to them. So he had a camcorder pointing at the table where the woman would be. And then had a TV. A TV of- where the woman could see everything he was doing to her. Wow. I thought they were just watching like Law and Order or something. No. Okay. Walking up the left side of the chamber, 
Yant saw a coat hanger with a long black robe hanging on it. The robe had a red cape. There was a clipboard hanging up next to the robe, and Yance noticed that Ray had what looked like a roll call list of victims he had kidnapped between 1993 and 1997. Yance knew that this was the period of time that his fourth wife, Joni Lee, divorced him and before he had met his last living lover, Cindy Hindy. He tried not to let his emotions get the best of him as he read the list, but it was hard. The list comprised of a column of dates, and next to each date were tick marks. The dates represented a nameless woman. Each tick mark stood for an assault that dealt to the said woman. I'm going to read these dates and how many okay. tick marks there were. Yeah. February 7th, 1994, 27. April 16th. 33, July 3rd, 28th, September the 9th, 41, March 6th, 33, May 8th, 53, June 10th, 32, August 4th, 42, September 25th, 33, November 15th, 39, January 27th, 51, and the list went on. Now, that was how many times he had assaulted one person. Yeah, and then one said like 42, one, 59, I think it was, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. One was um, 53. God. 53 times. Mm-hmm. That's just something else, dude. And then halfway down the left-hand wall was a large cork board covered with photographs and drawings of women all being tortured. A sign above the bulletin board read, The Lure of Satanism. All of the photos showed women in various stages of bondage. The first photo that grabbed his attention was a young, red-headed woman. She was naked with her hands tied behind her back. She was gagged with a red bandana and was looking the camera right in the eye. The next picture his eyes focused on showed a nude woman in obvious pain. Her exposed breasts were hogtied at the base with circles of constricting white rope making them bulge. Oh my God, that would hurt in itself. Yeah. Because like, they're all, I mean, I can almost do it to mine because mine are starting to sag, but. Oh my God, (laughs) too much information. (laughs) I'm just picking. Wow. But I mean, just to say the well, least. Well, you want to try it out after this? No, I'm fine, uh, but I'm just saying that would hurt. Her, oh yeah, old-fashioned wooden clothespins were attached to each nipple. Oh, wow, that would hurt too. God, God. Her entire face seemed to be smeared in fear. Or maybe pain. <laughs> Probably, be pain. I mean, it could be either one, but... A third picture showed a faceless woman tied down to a bench press with her legs forced unbearingly apart. Almost as if she was in a split. Yeah, split. Wow. Covering her body, especially the inside of her thighs, were dark bruises. Next to the photos were drawings depicting various ways that Ray liked to torture women. 
And then next to these was a type of warning list that had been prepared by Ray. And it said, remember, a woman will do or say anything to get loose. They will kick, scratch, offer money, bite, yell, beg, scream, run, offer sex, threaten, lie, wait for the opportunity. Standard excuses and sob stories are menstruating. Pregnant. VD, AIDS, sick, kids with a babysitter, have to work, a sick baby, a sick parent, claustrophobia, missed by husband, a friend, bad heart, can't miss school, don't let her get you. If she is worth taking, she is worth keeping, and she must be subjected to hypnosis before the woman can be safely released. Never trust a chained captive. See, I'm so confused. How does he do that? What? The hypnosis thing. That is so odd. I, I personally... Well, I get him. I'll I never really believed it, but I guess I do well, now. Well, he gave him drugs that would help with it. Yeah, that, that would ultimately help. <laughs> but like, if you were just like sitting there... Yeah, I don't. And trying to get hypnotized, I don't understand how. And if you get hypnotized to quit smoking, will you just automatically quit smoking? Good question. I've always wondered about that because I don't feel like I could be hypnotized. Yeah, but what if you tried it and you know that you would never um, stop smoking? But if you were hypnotized, but you didn't really know that you were hypnotized or didn't think, but then you quit smoking, then I, I would know that you were hypnotized. So, if any of our listeners has gone through hypnosis to quit smoking or any other bad habit, let us know. Yeah, because I just I don't know, and I've never talked to anybody that have has been hypnotized. Yeah, I didn't but and I also want to talk to somebody who's seen like a ghost or a demon or something because I've never talked to anybody like that either. I always just hear it on TV or mm-hmm. hear hear random stories about it. But anyways. I guess you can get back to the story. What was it like for the victims who found themselves a part of Ray's twisted evil world? Well, try to imagine waking up, not knowing what was going on. Close your eyes for this. You wake up. You don't know where you are. You find yourself naked, bound, and gagged inside some steel box with no windows. You don't remember nothing? How you got there? No, you're kind of taken away from the whole imagining. Supposed to be imagining right now. Uh (laughs) We'll get back to imagining. Your eyes begin to focus as you realize that the walls are full of instruments of torture. There's a mirror up on the ceiling, right above you. You see yourself, your spread eagle, and you're tied to what looks like a gynecologist chair. As your heart begins to race, you try to get out of your restraints, but there's no use. Your attempts are futile. 
The sound of your heart pounding is broken by man's voice. Your eyes dart around the room, searching for the monster that has done this to you. But the room is empty. You realize that the voice you hear is a recording. Your eyes fill with tears as you listen to what the voice has to tell you. Hello there, bitch. Are you comfortable right now? I doubt it. Wrist and ankles chained, gagged, probably blindfolded. You are disoriented and scared, too, I would imagine. Perfectly normal, under the circumstances. For a little while, at least, you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape. It is very relevant to your situation. The tape continues for over 30 minutes of unthinkable things to come. It speaks of the pain you will endure, of the sexual depravities to come, some of which will even involve dogs. After this psycho grows tired of you, he plans on drugging and brainwashing you before you are released. If you survive all of this torture, how will you ever be able to go on living any type of normal life, you contemplate? Who was this man? David Parker Ray was born on November 6, 1939 in New Mexico. He was the older of two siblings, and he was raised by his grandparents, mainly his grandfather, because his father was an alcoholic and abusive. As a teen, he was shy and abused alcohol and drugs. This is also when he began to feed his mind with perverted desires from sadomasochistic porn that was supplied by his father. He served a short stint in the army before he made a career as a mechanic. He also had four marriages, but they all ended in divorce. And he had two daughters, and one of those became an accomplice later on. Some of his victims were held captive for months. If they grew too feisty, it is believed that he would mutilate them or murder them. After being found out, he was sentenced to 224 years in prison. But within 12 months of serving his time, Ray died of a heart attack. He was never charged with any murders, as no bodies have ever been found. It is believed, however, that in addition to all the torture he inflicted, that he may have killed upward of 60 women. Dang, 60 women. And nobody's found. No. But doing it, I mean, as intense as his tortures were. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about having threesomes with him and a dog and a woman. Exactly. exactly. And he had to kill people. And it's... The whole tape is just disgusting. The tape is over 30 minutes yeah, long. Yeah, I know, and it's... it's And I really did not... Horrific. Want, yeah, I didn't... Want, well, I was going to read the whole thing, but... But that's... It was that's pretty bad, time. but that's you can read time. the transcript online. Yeah, it's very messed up, but that family was pretty fucked up. The whole... Almost the whole of his family was. Yeah, and it really makes it worse because he was an ugly-ass man. I mean, he was not attractive. I know that. But, um, yeah, that was just, that's something else, dude. 
I think it also sucks that he only he wasn't even in jail for a whole year before he died. Exactly. That's messed up too, but I don't really um wonder what the victims like would be thinking if how many did you say made it out alive or was it upwards of sixty? No, made it out alive. That we know of? Yes. Forty. That we know of. Oh wow. Okay. Wonder what they but would be. But there are some that don't remember anything. Yeah, that's true. Like they couldn't offer any information to police or nothing about. He was actually only convicted of three people's torture. Yeah. Well, but it, you can tell how horrible it was to get two hundred and twenty-four years. Exactly from three people because most most of a normal case three people i don't know how how or what how long it works well usually for rape and so you don't get that much no i think i remember sometime one person got like a a year sometimes you don't get nothing exactly but sometimes you get like a little bit but that's about it all right folks we appreciate you listening. Remember, we will have a bonus episode this week. Yep, definitely. Please, please put us on your social media and get the word out about Bad in the Boondocks. Also, again, congratulations, congratulations, <laughs> Chastity. Mm-hmm. I will be emailing you how to claim your prize. Winner. Because you's a winner. Okay. Until our next time. Mm-hmm. You know what? What's I've, your been, name? I've been Stan. Yep. And I am always true. See ya. Love y'all. See ya. Love ya. Mean it. No, really, I do. <laughs> I do. Okay. All right. I hate saying bye. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. See y'all. Okay. Bye. For real.